Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 88 of the Ask the Coach Show, where Ping Skills answers your table tennis questions. We take a selection of questions from our Ask the Coach section of our website to answer. We also answer questions from live viewers. You can ask a question directly by going to plus.google.com slash pluspingskills. Find the current show and then use the Q&A app. Today, we're discussing the tomahawk serve, random footwork drills, serving in doubles, and table tennis terminology. As always, Super Coach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Good morning, Jeffrey. Yes, it's going to be another big show. Looking forward to answering some questions. And we're getting a lot of discussion now on our Ping Sellers questions of the day and everything, which is great. So thanks, everybody, for that. Yes. So are you ready for another big show, Alois? Yeah, I am. And um, again, good, some good, interesting questions. These um, people just keep coming up with them. Indeed. So first up, Alois, the Pink Skillers question of the day from yesterday is, does a home ground make much difference to results in table tennis? Hmm, interesting one. I think it, I think it does, um, especially if you are travelling and, um, and playing, you know, teams... Uh, uh, in a different city, I think it does make a difference. You know, the travel, the just being comfortable in your surroundings. Um, you know, I mean, it's not so much the crowd factor in table tennis like it is in some other sports, but um, I think it's just the familiarity of the surroundings, perhaps the table, the flooring. Um, yeah, it makes a bit of a difference. I mean, it, it's not a it's not a five point difference, but um, I think it does make a little bit of difference because you're just um, a bit more comfortable when you're playing. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. If you if you're used to playing in that environment and you know you've played on those tables a lot of times, you are going to feel a bit more comfortable. And like you said, unless there's a big crowd, probably not going to make a big difference. Um, the only time I remember, yeah, is is at the Sydney Olympics when we had a huge crowd and um, we actually played Cuba in our first match and we were a little bit nervous and we were down a little bit at the start, but I'm, I'm sure there that the crowd helped us in that situation. But, yeah, normally I think it's more going to be about the, you know, the home ground advantage and being familiar with the, with the surroundings. Interesting question. Um, yeah, so the Pink Sellers question for today is, is red really faster? Which colour rubber do you use for your forehand? So make sure you um, leave a comment. Go to pingskills.com, click on the blog link, and leave your comment to let us know what colour rubber you use on your forehand. All right. Now, um, first up, Alois, is a question from Johan. He says, how would you go about making a tomahawk serve without much spin? Currently, I do it by coming under the ball a lot and pushing it forward a bit. It looks like a no-spin serve as a variation on pure backspin. Is there any subtler way? Yeah, so so one way that you can think about doing it is is just the um, contact point on your racket. So um, if you have a look at when we're doing the tomahawk serve and the arc that the bat is making, you can see that the top of the bat there is moving a lot more than the bottom of the bat. So if you contact the ball there, that part of the bat is moving a lot faster, you're going to get more spin. 
if you contact the ball here, that part of the bat is moving less. So you're going to generate less spin. So that's a, that's a, um, a subtler way um, of just varying the amount of spin that you're putting on the serve as well. So you, you can just push the bat forward like you were talking about as well. So instead of, instead of just brushing it, just push the bat forward to contact the ball. Um, and that'll get less spin as well. So just the flat flattening out of the contact rather than the brushing contact uh, will will change the amount of spin and, and make it less too. Um, yeah, it, uh, give give a few different things a try. You know, even just the difference between hitting the ball on the leading edge and the back edge. Just just give it a try. See see um, uh, where the different hitting points uh, lead you. Excellent. All right. So, Johan, just get out on the table. Try a few of those ideas. Try getting um, hitting the ball at the top of your racket with the tomahawk serve and then try hitting it down lower and observe the effects. And once you've had a chance to practice that, um, let us know how you go and what you find useful. All right. Um, Brock has asked um, if we're going to have some new videos like we did before. I think he's talking about the tutorial videos, Alloy. So, yeah, we've got a lot coming. We've got a lot planned. We're still working on redoing the Serving Secrets videos, which are good. Um, we still need to make a few more on the sports psychology. Um, we've got a long list, so we are working on it, and we will get to them. So um, yeah. stay tuned. just takes yeah. a little while to get them all processed and edited and up on the site. Yeah, that's, um, there is always a long list of, um, of requests and things that um, people are looking for. So we did, we did a um, filming session a couple of weeks ago or a week ago or so and, um, and we did a, a, that was a special little video that will be sort of coming out later. Um, so yeah, it's uh, just finding the time. We need to find more time. <laughs> Indeed, yes. So, um, all right. Uh, let's move on to a question from Lucas, who's just jumped on as well and asked a question using the Google Q and A app. So, thanks, Lucas. He says, "When I watch Wilder play, I notice that he always serves from his left corner. He does the same swing, but he moves his wrist differently, so he gets different spin most of the time. Is there a good way to learn to serve like this?" Oh yeah. Um, so I think um, Lucas is talking about the pendulum serve that he does most of the time. So he's he's around the corner here, serving from the left hand side. So he's doing the pendulum serve, and yeah, he uses his wrist amazingly. Sometimes this way, sometimes that way, sometimes up, sometimes down. So there's always little subtle changes with um, with what he's doing with his wrist. Um, we do have we've got a lesson on the pendulum serve or in part of our as part of our serving secrets. So that's something that you could start with. Um, but first up, just experiment for yourself, Lucas. You know, get around the corner there. Um, get your get your grip where you just take these three fingers away or loosen loosen the uh, the grip. So then you can start to use your wrist a little bit better and start experimenting. Start spinning the ball. Um, see how you go. Um, I mean, what what Waldy does with his serving is, I mean, yeah, it's pretty special. So um, you can then start to think about, you know, just little differences. But get the basic pendulum serve right first. Once you get the basic pendulum serve right, then you can um, start to think about all those little variations that uh, that Waldy can do. Yeah, good points there, Alloy. So the first thing, like, it's just basic tips, like you mentioned, just change your grip slightly, like you mentioned. 
Um, then any other tips like uh, maybe using your wrist or not using too much arm or is there anything important? Yeah, so, so we try, try not to, yeah, try not to use your shoulder too much, try not to use your elbow too much. So it's mainly just utilising the wrist. So almost lock these into position and then um, utilise your wrist to, to generate the spin. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's a long process with the pendulum. So get out there, practice, practice, practice. Take a look at the tutorial if you uh, have access to it and, um, and see how you go. Great. All right. Good luck, Lucas. Get out on the table and practice. Um, that's always good advice. Try out those tips, and I'll put a link to the Pendulum Serve um, that our premium members can take a look at. All right. Um, Ilya has said, all the footwork drills that I've seen so far are regular. The active person knows where to expect the ball, unless they practice with an inconsistent partner. Does it make sense to add randomness to the footwork exercises? Yes. Yeah, so... Um so randomness uh, with the drills is good because then it becomes a little bit closer to a match situation. So you're, uh, important that you start your footwork drills by doing um, set drills where you know where the ball's coming. That way you start to practice uh, your footwork movement. So you, um, you know, just a simple forehand, backhand movement. So one forehand, one backhand. Um, that way you, you're learning the movement from... Um, your right to your left and so on. As you progress, you can start to add some random elements. So one simple way is that uh, perhaps after you play four balls, so you play forehand, backhand, forehand, backhand, then your partner can hit the ball to either side. So then you're adding an element of um, a randomness so the active player doesn't know where the ball's coming. Um, it, there's there's lots and lots of different ways that you can act, uh, add random uh, elements into the drill. Um, we've got a training drills download that a lot of people don't find on the site, but it's um, it's a really useful tool where we list a whole heap of training drills um, from uh, the very simple to the more complex and then getting into the random drills as well. So take a look at that. We'll uh, put the link up uh, for that on this show, and you'll be able to see just the different random uh, drills that you can move to once you've gone through the basics. Yeah, good point, Alois. I think some of my favourites are where they'll play one or two balls to the backhand, then one or two balls to the forehand. That's always a good one because... If you're struggling and they play two balls to the back end, then suddenly you do know they're going to switch. So you always get a chance to get back into the rally, but then on that first one you're not sure, so you really got to concentrate. Um, yeah, but as Alloy said, take a look at that download. We'll put a link in the show, and there's lots of great routines you can use um, to add randomness to your footwork drills. And it, it really does help your game because, like, you know, in a real match, people aren't going to put the ball where you want them to. All right, moving on. Next question is from Philip. And Philip says, when playing doubles and the server is serving very close to the centre line, who has the call if the serve is in or out? Specifically, if there is a disagreement and there is no umpire referee, does the server or the receiver have the final say? Aha. Uh -huh. Well, it's not covered in the rules. So all the rules... Um or the official rules uh, regulated 
or assume that there's an umpire. So the umpire has the call and the final call on that. So it becomes really difficult when there's no umpire and the ball's getting close to that line. You know, most of the time people will know or have a really good feel for it. Um, and it's not up to the up the server or the receiver. There's, I mean, as we say, there's no there's no rules about it. So you just have to work it through with your opponents and um, and and try to work out. I mean, the easiest way, if the four of you are, are really unsure, just replay the point. You know, that's um, that's the easiest way. I see it a lot in um, school table tennis. So in the, yeah, a lot of the time in the school, there's no umpire or the umpire is just one of the other kids that um, that's playing. Um, if the players aren't sure, just just replay it. It's just uh, just the easiest way. Um, and you've just got to trust that the other player is um, is you know being honest. Um, and 99% of the time they are. You know, not trying to not trying to just uh, steal a point off you. So um, yeah. That's probably the easiest solution, but it's not—it's not an easy solution because there is no real solution. I mean, who—who who can tell whether it's in or out? Yeah, I guess table tennis is lucky in that respect because most of the time there's not really decisions to make about in or out because the ball will miss the table. I guess it's only in doubles where you have this rule about the service must land in that right-hand box, so that is a tricky one. And then I guess it's edges. But most of the time, it's pretty easy to tell whether it's in or out. I think I played tennis um, a little bit, Alois, and when you played in competitions, you had to call when the ball was on your side and your opponent called when the ball was on their side. And in tennis, I think there's a lot more arguments and, you know, a lot more questioning of the calls. But I don't know if it was officially in the rules, but but that was how it it worked. Um, But I guess because... In table tennis, there's so few calls, there's no sort of etiquette like that. And so I guess it's really, like you said, up to the players to agree. Yeah, it, yeah you're right. I mean, yeah, we are lucky in that respect. Um, yeah, the, with, with that service line in, in table tennis, though, um, I think it's almost harder for the receiver or the person who's hitting the ball to see it. Um, if you've served it, you've had a little bit more time to, to see the whole picture up the other end. Um, whereas the receiver is sort of trying to receive the ball and, and check whether the ball's on the line. I think, yeah. So I think it's I think it's difficult for both. Um, the, yeah. the receiver's certainly closer to it, but the server may probably has a better um, overall picture of, of where it's landed. Yeah, maybe. Like you said, the receiver's closer. So, yeah, interesting one. Which is which is probably the um, the tennis theory, isn't it? I mean, the tennis theory is that the, um, the, or the person who's side it's on is closer to the line so they can see it. Yeah, and in tennis, obviously, it's a lot bigger court, so the the person on the other side is actually a long way from the ball. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's that's the theory. Yeah. All right. Now, another question from Lucas Allos, who says, I'm trying to get better at the backhand topspin where you really twist your wrist before you do the stroke. It really depends where I hit on the racket, so I'm wondering... Where is the contact point for this stroke? Yeah, so with the backhand topspin um, and starting to utilise your wrist more as you as you advance, um, ideally the contact point is up closer to the top edge or down here where the bat's moving a little bit faster. So so this this is where you're going to get um, 
more speed, uh, more spin and speed on the on the ball. So so that's roughly where you want to want to aim to there to there that sort of area here. Great, yeah. So so close to the middle, slightly more towards the end of the bat. Yeah, um, it's great you're learning that stroke, Lucas. Keep going with it. It's um, it'll win you a lot of points. Um, so keep working on it. All right. Um, now we're on to a question from Steve, who's wondering about the terminology in table tennis, Alice. Yeah. So um, so Steve started a, a question on um, on the Ask the Coach uh, page about different terminology in table tennis, and uh, you know just wanting. I suppose more clarification with all the different terms, or a way of of having all the different terms laid out. So um, we'll put a link to that question there. And um, if there are terms that you are unsure of, just go on there and list them. And I think what we might try to do is um, is develop a, perhaps a PDF um, download of different terms um, in in table tennis. So uh, we've had a few good suggestions on there. Um, so if there are other Terms that you're thinking that yeah you hear all these terms that uh, table tennis players talk about and you've got no idea what they're talking about or terms that you used to think I've got no idea that you haven't finally figured out um, yeah might be might be interesting to just list them um, somewhere so that's another project for us Jeffrey it is another project it sounds like a good one because um, yeah it's, it is confusing when you start out people talk about loops and top spins and then slices and chops and yeah lots of lots of terms so yeah jump on uh, to the website um, pingseals.com click on the blog link you'll find this show and then we'll have a link to the question and just leave a comment for us or you can go and just yeah uh, leave a comment on our YouTube channel if you like as well. Plenty of ways to get in contact with us. All right. Well, that wraps up another show, Alois. Thanks, everyone, for watching. And thank you, um, everybody who asked the question. It really is important, obviously, in an Ask the Coach show. All the viewers, make sure you get to pingskills.com, check out our website, and sign up for our free newsletter. Lots of great tips there. And thank you, Alois. Thanks, Jeff, and uh, have a great day, Ping Skillers. And uh, hopefully, lots of you around the world get to uh, get to see or hear this. Indeed, thank you. Oh, and Alois, as we leave, um, Brock wants to know if you beat Mark the other day. Of course, of course, I did. Smacked him. Smacked him. <laughs> Excellent. All <laughs> right. Get out there. 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 Get out there.